Trigger warning alert. Please be aware that we discuss miscarriage at the beginning of this week's show. Thank you. This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, naps. Those are super easy. Plus, Biz finds her popularity getting old. Teresa's year is not going as planned. And we talk to Julia Aziz about her new book, Lessons of Labor, One Woman's Self-Discovery Through Birth and Motherhood. Woo! What's that guest doing on this show? (laughs) Just kidding. Teresa? Yes. How are you? I am... I'm actually okay. I am okay, but something has happened that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, guys, I was pregnant, but now I'm not. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a miscarriage last week at eight weeks. That's a, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it means is if you think about it, I thought I was pregnant for a month. Yeah. Or you could say I was pregnant for a month. And suddenly, like, I guess it was like right after we recorded last week's show, I like started having some symptoms. Okay. Um, making me think that it might not be going as planned. I don't really feel like. It's going to be beneficial for me or for you guys, the listeners, to, like, have me play out, like, everything that happened last week. Um, I sort of feel like I already did that on the show, you know? Like, I mean, if people want to learn about miscarriage, learn more about that, um, and you haven't heard our show on that, you can go back and listen to that. I don't really want to talk about that today. I do want to just say, like... I want to say, first and foremost, like, I mean, I'm okay. Like, it's, it's sad. It's, um, it's, it's disappointing for me. Um, but, like, I'm okay, you know? Like, in a way, it's just, like, a thing that happened. And the reason why it was important for me to come in and just acknowledge that this has happened and that this is going on for me right now is because, like, it just seems like we just don't talk about it enough in our culture. And I just decided, any chance I get, I'm going to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Like, I just, it was funny because, okay, well, first of all, I just have to say, like, can miscarriages be funny? I don't know. But this is fucking funny, you guys. I had, <laughs> I had my miscarriage on April fucking Fool's Day. Sack of shit, yeah. Teresa. What the fuck, what universe? What the fuck, I universe? Know. <laughs> I know. Fuck. You, yeah. I know. I fucking hate April Fool's Day so fucking much, everybody, for like so many reasons. But, oh. I know. I think, how do you even like, because like you want to share it? You want to say it? I know. But then you know that like there's a chance somebody's going to say, is this an April Fool? Because I know. It was just so fucked up. Teresa. Yeah. So, um. Oh my God. Yeah. So that <clears throat> if Midge, if miscarriages can be funny, that's pretty fucking maybe, funny. Maybe we should me. just say in the southern vernacular, dark. Let's say it's dark. Let's say it's dark. <laughs> say it's dark. The other thing that happened was a friend of mine, a really dear friend of mine from college, was visiting. 
and I don't get to see her. Like yeah. I, we last time we saw each other was like three years ago. So like, it was really nice to have her there. But I was also kind of like pissed at the world because I'd been like so looking forward to this. We were gonna have like girls' night out yeah. type thing, you know. And you know what? We did go out. We just yeah. went out anyway. But it was different, you could say, than like how we had planned it would be. And my friend is wonderful, and it, it we we like handled it. You yeah. know, like we we did it. Um, but it was kind of like we were at this restaurant and we're like having dinner and drinks and just like talking and stuff. And like the waiter, <laughs> the waiter's like, um, are we celebrating anything? Oh, sack <laughs> of shit! God dang it! Come on, and that I is just like, like I couldn't yeah. even look at my friend because yeah. it was almost like it was like it hurt. It hurt, but it yeah. was fucking I funny know. like and how like how badly did I kind of want to be like well actually well yeah yes yeah <laughs> asshole <laughs> I want the free fucking fudge cake on the house you know what I mean like yeah. I, I want your seven layer chocolate yeah garbage cake yeah here pretty yeah. much that guy's night would have been like he would have gone right back into the kitchen and been like holy shit guys holy shit <laughs> I know yeah that's a um, yeah hmm. I held it together. Good um, job. So, yeah, but it's just, it's such a weird thing because, like, I hadn't really told anyone that I was pregnant. There were only a couple people that knew. And it's weird to then be going through this and just, like, be going about my business. And, like, it made yeah. me think about, like, all the other women who have gone through this and or and or are going through this. I'm sure there's at least a handful of people going through this at the same time as me. Right. Um, and just how weird it is to like, in a way, it's such a blessing right now that like my kids are around because like they kind of pull me out of like okay. the sad place, you know, like yeah. I'm able to like the, I'm kind of forced to just be dealing with life and being right. normal rather than kind of like reverting into myself and yeah. like being sad. Um, but it also means, you know, I'm at the preschool, I'm at the grocery store, I'm out in the world, I'm doing this, I'm making calls, I'm blah, blah, blah. And like, there's this part of me that just wants, like when people say, how are you? Yeah. That just wants to be like, oh no, it's like the worst week ever. Yeah. Like, just don't even ask me that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you can't really do that. And it, and it is taboo. Like it isn't. Yeah. It would be, I mean, it would be like a really weird thing for me to be, for me to say to somebody at preschool who says like, hey, how was your weekend? For me to be like, oh, I just had a miscarriage. Like, I just wouldn't do that. Right. But yeah, and like, I, you know, and then like, I think back to like my grandmother, my grandmother had miscarriages. Like, what did she do? Right. Maybe you especially couldn't talk about it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. All I can say is like. I just, I wanted, I knew that I could say it to you guys. I yeah. knew I could say it to you, Biz. I knew I could say it to you guys, our listeners. And, like, I knew that, like, I don't know. Like, it just, it's it not. It needs to be out in the universe. It can be out. Yeah. And it's not, like, it is a thing that happened to me. But it's just a thing that happened to me. Do you know what I mean? It's a, like, can I just say, like, what, listening to you, like, what I, and I don't think this is necessarily what you're saying, it's just, like, what I hear when I uh -huh. think about this as a cultural thing that we deal with, yeah. is this, and, and, and this applies 
to lots of situations when things are going badly. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Where how am I supposed to behave? Right. Right? Like, yeah. I'm supposed to go out with my friend. Should you? Right. Should you be home right. really sad and upset? Yeah. Or should you go out? Yeah. Can you not be both, right? Yeah. Like, can you not go out and then, like, laugh at the weird waiter thing and then simultaneously yeah. be able to turn to your friend and say, you know, this really sucks and I'm yeah. really sad, yeah. right? Like, it's, it, you know, it, it is, I think about uh, victims and I think about, you know, of, like, assault. Like, especially mm-hmm. on college campuses, you hear mm-hmm. this a lot, where they're like, you know, well, how bad was it? Two weeks later, she was out with her friends. Right. So what was she supposed right. to do? Right. Not, like, you know, like, right. I, there's, like, or somebody dies in your family. Right. You know, like, yeah. one day you are, like, keening in your kitchen, right. screaming at the top of your lungs, and the next day you're out at the grocery store. Well, I can't believe she went to the grocery store. Right. But, like, <laughs> right. like, what are you supposed to do? What are you to supposed do? to right. do? And so, you can't go to the grocery store and have a meltdown in the middle of the grocery store with your kids right no well but like but but what i want to say to you is whatever you choose to do Mm. or need to do in that moment is exactly the right thing Mm. and it is fluid and it will vary and you are doing the right thing by doing what you need to do thank you and i think one of the things that we learn here on the show all the time is this just again goes to show you you don't know what people are dealing with out in the world. Yeah. And if you were to have a breakdown in the middle of Target, yeah. I guarantee you, if one of our listeners was around, they would just walk by and say, that's okay. Yeah. And keep going. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like, that's that's all it's about. So I thank you for telling me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for being here. Well, I'm going to make it real awkward <laughs> and shift the conversation somewhere else. Good. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about you, Teresa. I know. Everybody has uh, problems. What's, yeah. your, what's your personal <laughs> hell this week? Well, my personal hell, which I will say personally, does seem a little skewed, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, I think will tie in nicely to our topic for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have mentioned on the show, Ellis really isn't napping for me anymore. This mm-hmm. has been going on a while. Yeah. Uh, and he will for the babysitter. Remind he, us how old Ellis is. Ellis is like... Two years and some change. And like four months. And like four months. Yeah. Right. So he, this has been going on for like, I would like to say two years, but maybe <laughs> three months of this. Right? Yeah. Like legitimately. I feel like three months sounds Three months right. sounds about right. It's like several months. Uh, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it in the show, but like Stefan, like when Stefan's home on the weekends and putting Alice down for his nap, like Alice just takes his nap. And like for a while, it was kind of funny. Like for I was, but like this weekend, it's been like a really long weekend. Yeah, like a lot of like Ellis. There's other sleep things happening with Ellis, and like I'm really kind of like on a, uh, like like and like I go hide in the bedroom so that Stefan can go put Ellis down. Right, so Ellis doesn't think I'm around. Mm -hmm. And I come out, and I was like, "Is he asleep?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was just like, rage instantly took over me. I was like. Fuck! Yeah. Just go to sleep for me. Like, yeah. why does he do that for you? Yeah. Anyway, let's discuss that further in our topic today about naps. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. 
to sleep now. Go to sleep. <laughs> naps. I was thinking, I, I realized when we said, let's talk about naps. Mm-hmm. One, it's amazing we haven't really ever done a topic on naps. Yeah, because we like talk about it every All the fucking time, week right? anyway. It's probably like put together our entire show has basically, we probably talked about naps more every day. Than, like, any other yeah. thing. Two, we probably should have done a very nap-specific show when we had infants, when we had babies, because oh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and we've forgotten all And we that. have, and that's, that's what, yeah. I feel like my first point about naps yeah. is, as I said, naps. Hmm, and I started thinking about, how, what should we talk yeah. about about naps today? Yeah. I was breaking down my notes, and I was like... Well, babies, they're easy. Naps are easy. And then, like, like the universal record scratch like, went through my head, and I was like, wait, no, it wasn't. No, for some people, this may be true, yeah. but for my children, yeah. naps were never easy. Yeah. They were very difficult. I got a lot of people who would say, just put them down. All babies go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I now think everybody just thinks this because I thought it. At, you know, like recently, I was like, oh, yeah. the baby's going to go to sleep. Yeah. But they don't. They don't, they don't in fact, always go to sleep. Mine, yeah. mine don't always go to sleep. I can remember yeah. like with Ellis one afternoon mm-hmm. being so delusional, trying to get him to take his nap. Mm-hmm. And I was like walking him and shushing yeah. and singing to the point where I was like you in You were a, enraged. I was enraged, yeah. Yeah. which is not relaxing for no. babies. Babies will not go to sleep. Babies can tell. When they <laughs> sense your rage. Uh, funny. But it's same with, like, people at grocery stores when they uh-huh. can sense your rage yep. or, like, wherever else you go. Yeah. Um, and then today, Stefan says, oh, what is your topic today? And I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about naps. Well, baby naps were easy. And I was like, no, they weren't. And yeah. he goes, eh, I remember watching the whole, like, some movie series yeah. holding Ellis while he slept. And I was just like, go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's doubt. Pretend that you didn't just say that. So I just I don't think we yeah. can like stick too much on I, on like total infant napping. But I go ahead. I just want to say one thing about yeah. it. Um, we definitely do forget. Yeah, and yes. and everybody forgets universally. Yeah. So like I remember going on a trip when we Jesse and I were uh, when Simon was like uh, three months old. We took him to the UK for like a, yeah. 16 day trip which was crazy um, <laughs> but like we met so many people on that trip and everybody wanted to talk about the baby blah 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 yeah. blah blah and I remember this one woman told me like oh, my son he yeah he never he never napped um, yeah. he never napped but he always slept from 7 to 7 he was right. from 7pm to 7am so I didn't mind and that that's so really odd. fucked with my fucking head yeah that'll head. fuck with your and, brain to the point and then like of course later on I was like oh that woman, she wasn't lying. <laughs> she was not lying. But there was some chunk of time right. of her child's youth yeah. where that was the case. But, yes. but everything else was not like that. And you know because where there's is? no baby that's born doing that yeah. and then just does that all the I mean, that just is not. She was remembering like. Tod- she's remembering two. Either two of, yeah. or she's remembering like when he, maybe when he was 18 months old. Yes. Or maybe when he, uh, who fucking cares? Maybe it was a weird baby who didn't nap during that. Who knows? <laughs> But like there something's some, blocked because there's no child where it's just like that for the first three years of their life. Right, like that just isn't a thing, and we all forget, and we, we all remember like one kind.
kind of moment. chunk of time where we got something right or like yeah. one chunk of that time where things were particularly difficult <laughs> and the rest is gone, you it's guys. Gone. It is gone. I went, when we started doing like sleep training with Ella and by sleep training at the time with Ella, it was just, I want to see what his pattern, we were trying to yeah. figure out his patterns yeah. and I had used this uh, totally... Uh, on no bells and whistles system. It, there's yeah. not even an app, guys. It's just like literally a website. And uh, I'd done it for Katie Bell. And you just literally went on and clicked, sleep, mm-hmm. click, awoke, click not asleep yet, or yeah. drifting off. Yeah. And I went and I called them and they let me pull up Katie Bell's old stuff to compare. Mm-hmm. I had none of it right. Yeah. Everything I remembered. I was like, she yeah. went to bed at seven. She went to bed at six. Yeah. Or when I thought she was going to bed at six, she was going to bed at seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. All, yeah. It's all bullshit. Yeah. What also happens with the infant nap time, baby nap time, there's a lot of uncertainty, right? This is like where there's lots of questions of, should my baby be having five naps a day? Should my baby, when does that go to two naps? When does that go to one nap? Should I be making my baby go to two naps or one nap? Like, I remember I got kind of freaked out about that with Ellis. I was like, because everybody else's like baby was doing like one big, huge nap uh-huh. in the day. And by everyone, I mean Everyone, guys. Uh I was the only person with a baby who only took (laughs) 30 to 45-minute naps max Mm -hmm. in random spurts. Ellis kept his two-nap morning, afternoon nap for, like, till he was, like, one and a half or something. You know what I mean? Um, But I remember, like, stressing out about that. Like, Uh should I be... Is he doing it? Is he not doing it? Right? Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, this stuff with um, how late do you let him nap? Don't let him go to sleep after 3 o'clock because then your nighttime's all ruined. But I guess that depends on, like, what time you want your baby to go to sleep at night. Right? right? Like, some people are, like, really late. What time they get up in the morning? And then there's also the, like, do I do sleep training with naps? Mm -hmm. The same way I do Mm -hmm. uh, nighttime training. And by training, again, guys, remember, this is all as a loose word. Yeah. Meaning, do I want to rock my baby for an hour and yeah. a half. Do I want or to, just like, do the thing where that people do where they just put them in the car. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're training, walking them around. Yeah. For three years, I just yeah. walk in my baby at nap time. Yeah. Right? So, like, there's a lot of stress, I think, about naps. Mm-hmm. And again, we are the, I am the only person in the universe whose babies were horrible nappers. I'm 100% convinced. Yeah, it's just Because you. it felt like only, everybody you know. I spoke with was like, well, usually I just get most of the stuff I need to do done in that two-hour nap window. Yeah. And you're like, two-hour two nap hours. window? Two hours? I just was like, because like my life literally with Kate yeah. Bell and Ellis would be like, oh, we're about to hit that 30-minute window where it's time for the 30-minute nap. I'm going to spend 20 minutes getting them down for their oh nap. God. They're going to sleep 30 minutes. I have no time to do anything except literally get ready for them to wake up. Just hearing you say that, oh. my blood oh, pressure yeah. <laughs> is surging. I mean, it's like that oh. feeling of, oh, they're, oh shit, it's almost yeah. time. He's going to wake up soon. Oh. Uh, maybe, gonna, should I try yeah. to like do another thing? And then they sleep for like five hours. Right. Okay. So I want to talk about how for me this plays into where I am now. Okay. Because now I have a toddler. Mm-hmm. You have a toddler. Yeah. You got one of those. Yep. Mine Get, likes naps. Sorry. Yours fucking loves naps. Uh, what do you do? What do you do that makes them love naps? Are you just turning the gas on or something? Give them a little bourbon? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, those are not helpful tips, guys. Those are not actual things you do should do. Do not turn the with gas toddlers. on. Because um, I've tried to, like, well, fine. I'm, like I said at the beginning, uh, Ella stopped napping for me mm-hmm. 
And before let's, let's be clear yes. about what you mean by he stopped napping for me. Like, okay. is it are you in if you're in the house at all? Will he not nap? Or no, what if, is the deal? If I'm putting him down for nap. a nap, so he will nap okay. at school uh-huh. two days a week. Uh-huh. He will nap with the babysitter. In uh-huh. fact, he just starts asking the babysitter. Literally, she took a video of yeah. it of him like dragging his sleepy out, yeah. being like. Ellis needs to go to sleep he now. Was like, I'm like, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, you guys. So, uh, and again, Stefan, Stefan, he'll go to sleep for Stefan. Okay, but if you're home and Stefan, I have puts to hide down, if he sees me. So if he thinks even you're knows home, I'm in the house, then he won't. Okay, right. But as long as he because thinks you're not there, it's all as good. Stefan says. He just loves you so much. It's and I'm true. Like, That's a fucking bullshit answer. It's Whether it's true or not, true, but... it doesn't matter because okay. it's ruining my life. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me love everything less <laughs> while I am being loved more. So uh, so this started. Oh, my God. Let's build a robot <laughs> to put you, that you can use to put Ellis down for his nap on days when I you're almost, home with Ellis. I almost thought about getting the babysitter. I even talked to her. I was like, maybe yeah. you just come. At nap time. At nap time. She goes, you know what? I did that with another boss. And she oh goes, I did that God. with another boss. And then the kid caught on. The kid, like, figured it out. And oh he would, as soon as I put him down, he'd be like, Mama. Whoa. <laughs> I know. So Ellis, again, is like two and four months, mm-hmm. right? So when this first started, I just want all the people who were thinking like I thought mm-hmm. when I had a first child mm-hmm. who was easier to put down mm-hmm. and who napped. Mm-hmm. Not long, but she at least napped. Uh, well, you really need to stick with... Whatever your routine is, are you doing that? Are you leaving him in there to cry? Are you doing? Oh you know, do you what talk are, to anyone who uses that tone of voice? Because that's my, that's, my, that's myself. Oh, that's your own voice. My to own yourself? voice is saying what everybody else is saying, though they're not saying. Oh, okay, all right, okay. All, right all right. So, but maybe somebody out there's thinking this, like, well, you're not trying hard enough, right? Like, you're oh like, my God. what did you do that makes your kid not want sunscreen, right? right. Okay, <laughs> that yeah. bullshit. Because your kid does it, right? Right. Everybody right, right, else's right. kid exactly. should be doing it, right? Exactly. You've somehow fucked up. Yeah. I do feel like somehow I have fucked up, but mm. simultaneously. I'm like, well, I'm not because no. I'm doing the like, leave him in there for 10 minutes, yeah. leave him in there for whatever. The kid, I never thought that whole thing about kids making themselves poop. Yeah. Bullshit. It's real. However, it's so it is real. real. It's, it's fucking it's real. real, guys. Yeah. It's really real. Yeah. He will have pooped three times in the morning uh-huh. for whatever reason. Not that that's normal. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be like, there's no way we had anything yeah. left in us. Yeah. And it's like little rabbit pellets. Like the kid's uh-huh. just like. Mama, type up, type up. So, can so, I ask you something? Yeah, uh, this is totally not. This is so <laughs> such a sidetracked thing. Oh, but good, like, good. I'm do you tired think, of talking about my nightmare? Do you think it's like considered child neglect to not change a poopy diaper? Yeah. Okay. So I've thought about. Like, I know. Well, but see, okay. I've done it. I'm I telling know. you, I've done it because Oscar for a time was doing the 4 a.m. wake up poop. Oh. And I just said, "Fuck that." But it only took like a few days, and yeah. then he stopped doing that. Well, okay, now that's but I did feel really bad about it. But I was like, I I'm not gonna do this. I no. honestly, but this is where I'm like, well, am I because I go in and I change him? Because a lot of times the calls will be mama diaper, but yeah. there's nothing. Oh, and then like yeah. the third time I go in, and then like after the third time I'm like, I'm not going back in here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not coming back in, Ellis. Yeah, and then I put him down and I have lunch and I go in and it's just a shit show. Literally, he has pooped everywhere. Does he take his diaper off? No, thank oh, God. Okay. We I, that child will be fifteen, still in a sleep sack, guys. Oh, good. Okay, because I do not good. want him to access anything. Good. 
So when you say there's shit everywhere, you I mean, mean his diaper is exploding. Okay. Like, yeah, he has okay. massive poop, okay. and he's not going to sleep through it. Okay. So then I went through this phase of, well, fuck this. Yeah. We will just, I'm not going to worry about him going to sleep later. Like, if we're just going to, on those days where he does a nap, I'll just uh-huh. put him down early. He will go to sleep early. And he does. Like, he, you yeah. know, it's fine. Like, we survive. Yeah. But it's starting, this, this leads me... To this question of why are naps important? Yeah. And I think there are two parts to this. Mm -hmm. Part one is children need their sleep. Mm -hmm. They are not able to function well when they are tired. These are true things that experts tell us, and I think it's true. Yeah. They get cranky. Ellis. All people need sleep. Yes. It's hard for all of us to, like, learn and be functional. If He gets particularly, like, extra two. Mm-hmm. When he hasn't slept. Yeah. Uh, we've been having some real going to bed problems where he's getting trapped in the, uh, all right, Ellis, it's time to say goodnight. We go through our weird ass routine. I said, go say goodnight to the record player, go say goodnight mm-hmm. to the cats, whatever. Yeah. But like, we've had a stretch here of, all right, it's time to go say goodnight to the record player. No, say goodnight to the record player. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go say goodnight to the cats. No, say goodnight to the record player. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it becomes yeah. like him thrashing. Yeah. Like, so hard. Like yeah. He has started slamming his head against the wall. Oh, I mean, it no. is like crazy. He's too tired. He's too tired. Yeah. And I'm yeah. keeping him. And so, like, so yeah. not napping him yeah. is not helping. Right. Right? Uh, yeah. Even if I'm pushing it earlier and earlier, right? Yeah. But then, how? Ugh, so that that is a crazy place to be in. Yeah. And then what also doesn't help is I have had no break during the day mm-hmm. when it's my when it's my days where I'm home with him all day. Mm-hmm. And that really gets yeah. really bad. Yeah. I'm not getting anything done. Yeah. Like I may see an email, but I'm not responding. I may I may, you know, kind of half-ass get some stuff ready for dinner. I mean, like, mm-hmm. everything just gets, like, kind of out of control mm-hmm. when I don't even have the 30 or 40 minutes. Like, even if I get him playing with something, mm-hmm. I then still feel like a dick. Check, get it on my computer real quick to get some work done and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. like, it's it just gets – and then by the time he starts freaking out at night, mm-hmm. I am not in a ha- happy place to help with that. Like, I get, like – that you know that like ugh, the frustration as yeah. he starts getting frustrated, yeah. and I've had to really pull back and like do my breathing yeah, and like yeah. sit and like whatever while he's doing it. Yeah, but it's a shit show. So I don't. I heard my thing on naps overall. Yeah, I don't know what the answer to that is mm-hmm. because I'm like, with Steph and I had a conversation about it where I'm like, how much do I want to affect this? Mm-hmm. How much do I want to try and fix this? Mm-hmm. Or are we just Leaving naps, or we just like head now. A year from now, it's it like won't yeah, matter. maybe yeah. even three months from now, he'll be able to deal with it more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, because he sleeps pretty well all night. Right, right. We go back yeah. to that woman. It's like my kid sleeps from seven to seven. Yeah, my kid sleeps from like six to six. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, is. yeah. I think, yeah. I feel like that's the crux of yeah. naps. Yeah. And the crux of all parenting things. Yeah. Is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I think that um, sometimes you just, like, it's kind of survival mode. Like, about that thing. I know you're not, like, in survival mode in general. Like, most things are, like, functional, you know? Yeah. But, like, 
I feel like with the naps, you're di- like, yeah, you're just doing all the stuff that you can do. Yeah. You're literally, you've like tried a million things. Mm-hmm. You're like, and you're also like seeing how you are on a given day, you know, and just right. get, you know, and knowing what to expect and you're yeah. just getting through it. I mean, yeah, and like, yeah may- you're right. Maybe three months from now, it'll be totally different. Yeah. I mean, totally yeah. could happen. <laughs> just again, maybe that's the new parenting shirt. Parenting three from three months from now, it could be totally different. That is so true. That seems to just sum up everything, doesn't I it? Love that. <sighs> I need a nap. I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I'm Renee Colbert, a dog wanter. And we host a show called Can I Pet Your Dog? The podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. You can find us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. So now what is this? Is it just a podcast where all we do is talk about dogs? Sort of. Uh, We definitely have a segment called Dogs We Met This Week, where we tell you about, you know, dogs we met this week. We also have a segment called Dog Heroes, as well as Cool Dog Tech and Stupid Dog Tech. We also have some of your favorite celebrities. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did Hamilton, has been a guest. We've got Leslie Margarita. Uh, We've had Nicole Byer and Wheaton. All the best uh, dog-related celebrities. So check us out every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. Can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? Renee and Allegra. C-I-P-Y-D. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Simon's lunch bag has been just, I mean, it's just been so disgusting. I don't even know. It's just like (laughs) it comes home every day. It's like... He's, like, shoved, like, crusts and, like, uh, apple cores and banana peels, like, kind of back into Tupperwares for no reason. They're, like, still in the bag. Yeah. And so I wash it out, you know, as best I can. But you can tell it's not really waterproof. Like, it's not... Yeah. Like, the water is, like, getting into, Uh, like, the insulation of the bag and stuff. And I don't know how to, like, keep it from not getting, like, mildewy. And it's just gross. And it's really hard to clean. And then I was talking about it with his teacher the other day, and she recommended they have neoprene lunch bags, Mm. which is like the stuff that wetsuits are made out of. Oh. And it's totally washable. Like you throw it in the washing machine with your clothes. Yeah. It's like completely washable. And they make lunch bags made of this stuff. Mm. And they're not like crazy more expensive than like regular lunch bags. So I got him one, and it's fucking awesome and at the end of the week or even sooner if I have to if something like goes terribly wrong during the week (laughs) but at the end of the week I can just toss it in the wash with like his nap bedding or whatever and I have a fresh clean lovely lunch bag boom yeah nice yeah good problem solving yeah thanks uh I somehow keep managing to pull total 
bullshit, like, two-year-old moves on my kids. Remember how last week I was like, what do firemen eat? And, like, got them to eat oh, food yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Tricks. Tricks. You're doing tricks. Yeah, doing bullshit Good tricks. Job. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So I just want to elaborate on even more, like, where I'm like, I can't believe this is working. Yeah. Ellis does not like a lot of, like, washing of the face yeah. or the head. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> he's been in a particularly adamant mood about that recently. Yeah. So I take Winnie the Pooh, who's been in the tub, and I'm, like, sitting there like, oh, I got to wash your nasty face. Mm-hmm. Do you want, you know, can mama wash your face? No! Grab the washcloth, throw it against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can Winnie the Pooh wash your face? Yeah! <laughs> and there we go. Winnie the Pooh washes his face. Oh, man. Every night. Winnie the Pooh's going to be washing his hair pretty soon. Yeah. It is like, I cannot believe Gold it works. Star. That's amazing. It's so dumb, guys. So great. Oh, it's the sweet salad days point. Sort of the upsides <laughs> of a two-year-old. I have a genius slash super mom moment. (laughs) I uh, dance with a modern adult dance company every Saturday and have given myself the time to be able to go do that for three hours every single weekend, every Saturday from 11 to 2. And I pay the babysitter from 1030 to 230. And today we finished at 2. And I decided to stop and do my grocery shopping and got all my grocery shopping done for the entire week between 2 and 2.30. And I am actually going to make it home on time to let the babysitter go. I feel like a freaking super mom right now. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what's That's more amazing. genius of yeah. this call that she does all like some sort of adult genius. modern dance class for three yeah. hours every week. Yeah. Fucking love that. Yeah, it's amazing. Everybody deserves to go find a thing that they enjoy doing and just go do it. I adore that. Yeah. And child-free grocery shopping, getting it all done. Yeah. Like a like a, like a with laser precision. Yeah. And then getting home. That's the best. It's awesome. You are doing a great job. Great job. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. <laughs> Uh, so over the weekend, um, I had, at some point I had both the boys and, uh, we had to get a birthday present for a friend of Simon's for preschool birthday party that was going to be the next day. And we also wanted to get something for my niece because we're going to go visit her next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, we're going to go shopping and pick out these gifts and it's going to be really fun. And I'm thinking like, we're going to go to like the cute little toy store and get something cute. Like right. we're not, we're, we're going to like, because it's my niece and like, right. we're, you know, we're going to pick it. And the, Simon's friend. And so we're going to go to this like little cute little toy shop Um and then as we're driving there, Simon's talking about how he wants grapes because he wants to do a grape experiment where he, like, leaves the grapes out and sees if they turn into raisins. Sure. And we didn't have any grapes. And he's, like, really wants to get them. But I had, like, already done the Amazon Fresh uh, delivery yep. order. And so I was, like, eh, we might not do that today. So we're driving along. He's, like, let's go to Target because Target will have something for Phoebe, my niece. Yeah. Target will also have something for his friend for the birthday, and they also have grapes, so we can get all of it at Target. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, it feels wrong to agree with a four and a half year old <laughs> about this. And like, I kind of don't really feel like doing Target right now. I had this like other plan. Yeah. And I don't really know what they'll have, but 
I'm like, but he makes good points, and then yeah, we can get the grapes. <laughs> like he's, he is making he's like making pretty some clear logical points. points, and he wasn't saying it in like a weird, demanding, whiny way, yeah. which it could have been. He was just like, no, this makes more sense for us to go to Target. So I, I agreed. Sure. And it was like the stupidest thing I could have done because it was a weekend at Target. Ah. It was crazy. And my kids were, neither of them wanted to be in the cart. So it had, you know, Ugh. a two-year-old and a four-and-a-half-year-old four four running free in the toy section because yeah. we're in the toy section because yeah. we're trying to buy presents. And it was like really hard to find. I couldn't find anything for the baby. Like, yeah. I just didn't, uh, I don't know. It w- like, I just yeah. couldn't find anything for the baby. And then it was, like, hard to find something for Simon's friend because Simon and Oscar were so obsessed with looking at the toys and playing with the toys and wanting stuff for themselves. And it was just crazy. It took so long. It took so long. And we got grapes when Simon totally forgot about the stupid experiment. And um, I (laughs) Don't you want to do the experiment, Simon? Do the experiment! (laughs) And I totally ended up walking out of there, like, buying them each a toy. Because somehow it just, like, ended up happening that way. Like, that was just, like, I was like, well, we're here with all these toys. It's, like, going to be impossible to leave if we can't each pick a thing. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. It was just such a fail. It was just such a fail. It was overall a complete fail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is bad job. Yeah. Completely. Failures everywhere. Yes. Uh, As I just mentioned, uh, Ellis doesn't like washing his hair. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a lot of hair, guys. I don't make kids with hair. You're, like, washing his head. I'm washing his head. Maybe I should have been washing his head because uh-huh. it's getting pretty like uh-huh. s- like scalpy, oh, sort of uh-huh. scabby, yeah. like not like bull- red scabbies. <laughs> I, I, it's very similar to what cradle cap is, yeah. and you're just like, I really need to start washing your head. Like I need to start like every day vigorously rubbing your scalp uh-huh. and then rinsing that stuff away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just, yeah, I just keep a hat on. It. All right, it's just not good parenting. Okay, I have a giant sale, and it's going to make you feel better about yourself. Um, I just went out for some self-care, and I met a friend at a coffee shop, restaurant type place, which is a big deal because I don't get out much. Um, and she's a dear, dear friend. I just need to get out. So I'm waiting at the coffee shop for her to come with her order. And we're waiting for a table, and I put my baby down on a, on a little bench in her car seat. And I dropped my baby. I dropped her, and I saw her go down. It was like slow motion. It was awful. It was probably like a foot and a half. She's totally fine. She was buckled. She's fine. But I dropped my baby. And um, she's fine. And I screamed in the, I screamed in the restaurant. Um, I got her upright, and I took her out, and I hugged her, and she's fine. And I'm full on crying, um, and she's fine. She didn't even cry. She like grimaced because I was crying. And um, there were two, there were two women in there that saw it happen, and they're like, "It's fine. It's fine." There, I mean, the restaurant was full, and everyone was talking about it. But instead of being judged by Judgy McJudgertons, which I probably was, these two women came over to me from two different tables and were like, you're okay. I have three kids. I dropped all of them. And they were, like, patting me on the back. And they were just 
so one bad mother. They were so awesome to come over and take care of me so I could take care of my baby who was absolutely fine because car seats work, you guys. Car seats work. Strap your babies in to the car seats. They're great. But these two women were so nice and I thanked them a thousand times and they were so supportive and awesome and they turned a shitty situation into a slightly more tolerable situation. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Thanks. Love you guys. So, okay, that's one of these. This is one of those fails that I think is important to play because everybody is safe. Everybody is fine. You did not do anything wrong. Yeah. But your baby something happened in which you feel yeah deeply responsible yeah and i I, it made me immediately think of like those first months with ellis when he never stopped screaming and we had to go do like a weird car rental car exchange thing in pasadena in the middle of summer and it's like so fucking hot and he hasn't stopped screaming and i'm basically crying the whole time and i'm trying to get him out of the car or move to the front seat with me Mm -hmm. and close the door so i can feed him while i'm waiting on stefan to deal with stuff Mm -hmm. and i bumped his head with the car door and which just set him off screaming even more Mm -hmm. right and it wasn't a hard but it was just like i i became hysterical Mm -hmm. because i was like and because for me in that particular situation uh, it was i'm so i feel so out of control and on top of that something's just happened that i feel is my fault and now i feel even more i feel like i've done something bad you know and uh, and here's the the thing is you haven't yeah and i hadn't and parents everywhere haven't mm-hmm. and i i just i i don't know i think it's important to play these calls to remind people that you know we get it is our job to take care of our children and to do our absolute best to protect them in every situation but that in no way means that we can right. <laughs> like, I, mean, so true. I mean yeah. like i'll try and put ellis down in his crib and he's flailing and having one of his moments or his like night terrors whatever and he'll roll out yeah and it's not a big drop it's nothing but it feels yeah like the end of the world yeah to me right right yeah. and i just i am you are doing such a good job yep you have not failed Mm-mm. the people those women in those re- in that restaurant who came up to you that is all of our takeaways that is why it is so important to if you see something, you say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't turn this into everybody's doing something wrong. Everybody's out to get somebody. Yeah. You go up and you tell somebody they're doing a good job and you're here and it's okay and they're fine. I thought her point about they took care of me so I could take care of my baby mm-hmm. is it, just everything yep. about supporting parents. Yeah. That is just the the be-all, end-all of why we have got to be supportive of each other. Uh, You're doing a really, really good job. Yeah, good job. And we are all here with you. Yep. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone.
Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week, we are calling Julia Aziz, who is a licensed clinical social worker. In the past, Julia worked as a counselor for children, adults, couples, and families. She was also a hospice chaplain and interfaith minister for dying patients and their loved ones. In recent years, Julia has facilitated a personal growth group for teens, a soul-of-service retreat for counselors, and a mindfulness group for new mothers. She currently works with graduate students in an integrative medicine school in addition to caring for her three children and recently released her first book, Lessons of Labor, One Woman's Self-Discovery Through Birth and Motherhood. Welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, it's very nice to have you here. And before we get into uh, the book, uh, I'd like to ask you something we ask our guests, which is who lives in your house? Well, um, my husband, Patrick, and I have three children. They are, um, Caleb is 10, Jeremiah is seven and a half, and Marisa is turning five in a couple weeks. Ah, oh, is that, <laughs> this is a totally off question. Teresa and I both have uh, sort of like kid slash toddlers in our house. We're like, oh, we both have two kids. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, and I, I am like, uh, is this going to get, like, l- kind of less stressful when the youngest one is finally, like, at that five, like, super coherent, like, super, like... <laughs> right, right. I remember thinking, like, when she turned four, they were going to be, like, four, six, and nine, and I was like, that's going to be the year. Like, that, <laughs> you know, like, that would be the sweet spot, and I'm in the sweet spot still right now, you know? It's like Ugh. everyone's kind of... And she's going to kindergarten in the fall, so I feel like... Oh, man. A whole new phase is about to open up. But yeah, I mean, I think that the kids that, yeah, it gets, I mean, yeah, it gets easier. I feel like <laughs> the amount of attention, like I can take a nap when they're all home. That's a huge, that's, wow. I know, like that's I keep, amazing that should be, yeah. that should be the line. Yeah. Like when yeah. I can do, when you yeah. can take a nap when your kids are home. Because I remember, stuff. I was yeah. thinking about this this weekend, because the whole, sh- the, by the way, I have selfishly taken over the whole show talking about how my son will nap for everyone but me. Okay. Uh, and I was thinking this weekend as I was with the kids all weekend uh, while my husband was out of town, and I was just like, I remember my mother and my father napping. And then my mind goes mm-hmm. to these crazy places where, like, in kids' books, where, like, the mother's like, you're, you're the oldest, your father's napping, I'm going to the store, yeah. let me know when the baby wakes up. And I'm like, what? When does that yeah. magic happen? <laughs> so Yes, it really happens. And it's like all those things that happen so subtly that you almost don't, notice it and then it's like oh wait a minute remember how i could never have done this before it's like it's good to be reminded of how much easier it is in that oh. way. well we appreciate yeah. about it as well <laughs> like it, that's a that's a worth having you on the show yeah. right there yeah. just be done um we should all be friends with parents who have kids at different stages than yes. the stages our kids are at yeah. that's right and for teenagers yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going to be a, a beautiful, beautiful, dark, dark time. Uh, all right. So uh, so the book, Lessons of Labor, your book talks a lot about, I mean, I'll just I'll just quote it, the, your self-discovery through the process of, of labor, as well as you also include in there uh, your experience uh, with miscarriage. And uh, Teresa and I were talking a little bit about this before the show, how most authors uh, or people who write about uh, labor mm-hmm. tend to separate out miscarriage when they're talking about their experiences giving childbirth. It's usually either somebody will focus all their attention on specifically their experiences uh, th- with miscarriage or their experiences with uh, labor. 
Right. Um, yeah, like we don't like hearing about <laughs> miscarriage mixed in with our exactly. perfect, beautiful yeah, right. audience. Is so, yeah. you know, it's like people don't want to hear about miscarriage if they're pregnant or, you know, they're having babies. And then people that are having miscarriages don't, you know, this is what we think, that they don't want to hear about people right. having babies. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, really for many women, both things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. right. well, but, you know, that's that's really true. A lot of times miscarriages happen after you've had children. I mean, and you're right there in the middle of having to do that thing that you just said. The myth is that we don't want to deal with. Not that uh, while you're dealing with a miscarriage, you don't want to think about babies or while you're ha- pregnant, you don't. But a lot of times you got kids running around the house. You got to think about it or your friends are pregnant. Or So I guess what I want to talk a little bit is about uh, sort of why, what led you to write the book uh, and what were some of the the takeaways for you through this process and and this inclusion of this experience of miscarriage uh, for you and why you felt it was valuable to tie that in? And I know that's a lot of questions all at once, but I'll try. I'll yeah. try. I may go in different directions. I love it. That's yeah, our show. Um, a million directions. I felt it was really important for me to include the chapter on miscarriage, and I actually my miscarriage happened before any of my babies were born, and so the book is sequential except for that. So if I you know, it really should have come first, but the reason I put it as the last chapter was because of that um, issue of not wanting to kind of scare people off and to, to see it as part of what the whole theme of the book is, which is really that whatever our life experiences are, they have something to teach us. Um, and the, the life experience of getting pregnant and having babies or losing babies is so huge and such a, like, rite of passage for women that um, it's it's all involved, you know, and, and I just, I've had so many friends or just known mothers that miscarriage is not talked about, and people just kind of suffer silently and maybe tell a few friends, but no one can really grieve with them because it's, it's so private um, that it felt really important to me to include it in, you know, because there, there's a baby growing and you're pregnant and you if you know that, you know, like you're, there's all the feelings, all the same dreams, all the hormones, everything is going on the same. And so losing that baby is, um, is a different kind of birth. It's a huge loss. But I think it's, you know, it's as much a growth experience as is having a baby. So you talk some about how some of the things that you sort of gained insight-wise from these experiences have, have played out in, in many facets of your life. And I... <laughs> When I was thinking about that, my first thought was, oh, yeah, me too. Uh, One, uh, how easy I can forget things really quickly, like Mm -hmm. whatever happened during labor that I may or may not have enjoyed, or the fact that my, uh, you know, two-year-old, I'm pretty sure, hasn't been sleeping for his full life. Uh, You know, like, I I think, like, oh, I've learned I have short-term memory. Uh, (laughs) And I've also learned that, well, actually, the real painful, one of the painful things I've learned is that uh, we are all having very different experiences. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. You know what I mean? And that I'm not (laughs) alone. But I, I was wondering if you would talk some about uh, how these things have played out in your, in your life. Well, I'd say the the big theme of all of it for me has had to do with letting go of control um, and learning how to just surrender to the chaos and see what happens. I'm having a difficult time with that. My entire pre pre and post kids, Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying it. it's not like a, a lesson learned and like check that you know, failing from here on out. But I think that's like the continual theme. And when I look at now, you know, like how I what what goes on now versus what happened before I had children, I I realize like there has been growth there. I mean, like I couldn't have stepped into my life now from there and hmm. not been completely overwhelmed by it, you know, <laughs> like it's <laughs> the level of just, um, you know, just things can change in an instant. Like you think you have a plan, you're going to go to work and go do this thing, and then someone starts vomiting and someone's, you know, like whatever. Like there's just, there's so much constant interruption and um, all plans have to be so somewhat tentative Right. That um, it just forced, I feel like it's forced me to uh, be more flexible. And just, um, yeah, I I feel like before I had children and I was was really good at, like, setting goals and I'm going to go do this and being intentional about things. And now um, I just hold that with less attachment because I know (laughs) it may or may not happen. That is a very important lesson. I, and I say that in all honesty because that that would probably be something that I wrestle with the most of just, like, the life that I led before kids where, you know, I would pride myself on the fact that my, like, boss was like, I've never seen somebody who was preparing for their wedding and simultaneously bring the level of, you know, professionalism that you brought to work. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. there were no distractions that could distract me from, you know, nailing it yeah. and, like, not letting any ball drop. And the number of balls that I trip on on a daily basis that have mm-hmm. dropped <laughs> over mm-hmm. this last, like, six years, it is, that's a real struggle. I, I, I know for me, and I, I assume for other people, just, you know, we, you want to get things right. Uh, so that's a very powerful, powerful lesson. Good job. Good job dealing well, with that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's in continual progress, but, but it is, like, I think I can have more messiness now in a certain way. And I, I, I hear you on this, like, wanting to do well and, like, have this sense of competence. And I just feel like motherhood was like, no, <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> not at all how you end that day, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's really hard to, to give that up, to just not see, like, to not judge things based on, like, what did I get done or did I handle, you know, instead of, like, looking at the day as, like, did everything go smoothly Instead, looking at, like, okay, when my toddler had that tantrum, like, did today I not, like, totally lose my shit, you know? <laughs> like, that's pretty great, you know? Like, I oh. was able to just go with it today that one time. <laughs> that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. It really, I it mean, really we joke is. about the bar yeah. being set really low after yeah. a while, but I think yeah. we should start looking at just, like, that bar being set exactly where it should yeah. be set. Because yeah. that's a big mm-hmm. deal. That's a Big deal. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Oh, yes. That yeah, is... that's actually one of the chapters in, in the book is, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about lowering standards. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. like, the best thing I've learned about having three kids is, like, lower standards. For people who are pregnant right now, I, I wonder, given your experience and, and sort of the, the processes that you went through, what do you, what do you say to people who are pregnant about, like, about this process that's going to happen, whether it's your first or your second or your 12th? Mm-hmm. I just, I feel really strongly that um, <clears throat> for women to just really do whatever is going to make them feel the most safe and the most cared for and 
just, you know, like to take other people's advice or opinions or other people have done or what you think you should do, all of that with much less importance than just, you know, like internally, like your gut feeling, what makes you feel the most relaxed, you know, like when you, about birth. The, what I want to wrap up on is how can we help each other? From your experience, if you would like to share with us some unsolicited parenting advice that I'm asking you for, uh, how do we support each other through this process, given that none of us will have the exact same experience? I, to me, I feel like it's like committing to not judging, you know, and to just really like accepting that that is a different person than me. And she's got, you know, I didn't grow up like she did. I don't have that partner. I don't have, you know what I mean? Right. Just really um, realizing that, like, I think women, we sometimes like, we feel like to connect, we have to all be the same. And I, and motherhood I've found can be kind of disconnecting for some friendships if you're doing it differently. Mm. Um, and it's really strange because you might've been like close to someone for a really long time. And then all of a sudden you have babies and you're doing it so differently that it's hard not to feel judged yourself or like, Oh, they're better than me at this or, you know, and all that comparison and judgment. I feel like if we can have some like, okay, I'm doing that again and like put it aside and really just like, get to know what someone else's experience is like, like just be open to each other and just don't worry about what if they're doing the same thing or not. You know, it's like if, <laughs> if I need validation, then I can go find some mom who's doing it more similar to me, you know, and get my validation that way. But I, it's not like I have to look at every other mom as some kind of like mirror of whether it's okay what I'm doing. Oh, amen. Remember that all the time mm -hmm. about everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, well, Julia, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. And thank you for writing this book. I mean, you know, I, I think it is just as you said, and we have talked about on the show, the more we can share our experiences and the more people are willing to share their experiences, uh, the more we will hopefully sort of shed this taboo about ever talking about anything pleasant or unpleasant about having kids. Definitely. Uh, and, and so it, it's really insightful. And thank you so much for sharing it with the world. And we'll link everybody else to that. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. You make me sing, ooh, la, la, la. You make a girl go, ooh, I'm in love, love. Did you see that shooting star tonight? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes it's just, it's very easy for you and I, mm -hmm. Teresa, mm -hmm. who have been now doing the show for three years, mm -hmm. And who who came into it with one kid and then had a kid, went through the mm -hmm. whole process to sort of block out the whole pregnancy and the whole labor yeah. and like just, well, we're not going to talk about that again. Right. right. <laughs> I don't need to think about that ever again. Right. However, that's not the case. And I feel like what might help us uh stop all that short-term memory loss mm -hmm. is to continue to talk about these experiences we've yeah. had. And, you know, I really like the point that she made about, you know, sharing your experiences doesn't mean you're advocating for those experiences to be the only experience you can have. Mm -hmm. It's just continuously having the conversation. And I think it benefits, uh, you know, our society as a whole to make being a parent more culturally acceptable mm -hmm. so that we can relax into it. And I think it it would certainly help me 
not treat everything about parenting like a joke. <laughs> so I shouldn't have real deep emotions or feelings about the experiences I'm having, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I, so I, it was great to have her on and just think about all that stuff again. I also, yeah, I agree. And I also, I really like her approach where it's about self-discovery. Like I think so much of the way that we think about um, pregnancy and childbirth and like those early newborn days, um, as you say, we like try to kind of block them out. Mm-hmm. And like there's so much focus on like getting back to yourself and getting back right. to how you were before and like f- getting being yourself again. And like it's so contrary <laughs> to reality I know. in a way that yeah. like you just we are ourselves. We are ourselves every single step of the way. Right. We are ourselves. <laughs> and like to think about it from the perspective of self-discovery, yeah. I think is a lot more important empowering for me because Mm. it's this is this is all about me going through these things and and how I learn from these experiences and how I learn about myself right and and I I just that I really enjoy that I think that that's a cool approach that she's taking you know what also helps us gain insight (laughs) and learn more about ourselves and the parenting world around us what's that that is listening to a parent in particular a mom (laughs) have a breakdown. Let's listen to a little mom rant. I'm a new mom with a rant. Very little about being a parent turned out to be like what I imagined it would be. My daughter's 11 weeks. I was looking forward to a fun first Easter with her, except that she was born with a rare eye condition, had to have surgery three days before Easter. Now she has a black eye for Easter pictures. And I was looking for a missing breast pump piece and hit my head on the counter. And I have a bump on my head. Someone in my house shrunk her Easter outfit in the dryer. My mom fell today. My parents were visiting. We're going to have a nice holiday. She fell, and the fire department had to come and pick her up. No joke. Now she's zoned out on painkillers. And um, the Easter basket I ordered for my daughter didn't come in the mail in time. So I bought a cheap bunny from Walmart. (laughs) And the baby woke up just before dinner, so we had to eat in shifts. She woke up about five minutes before we were sitting down to eat dinner. So yeah, holidays, not quite the fun family time I pictured. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's doing it. get our bars out yeah. and reposition them. <laughs> you are doing it. I, I, this, I love this because here's the thing. She clearly has a very young child. Mm-hmm. And this is a, she is experiencing the first wave of, oh, my God. <laughs> What is going yeah. on? If anybody missed that, she, she, I think she said her daughter's 11, 11 weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to expect. That's for, a very little amount of weeks. a little amount of weeks. Old. Yeah. So, like, that is that place. Mm-hmm. And what I have found to be horrible in my own life is I keep having these experiences. <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is going to be just like this. Yeah. And then it isn't. And never is. And never. Yeah. Then, like, especially, I don't know what about Easter is I such know. a crazy time. I know. It is a crazy time. The pictures, the family meals, the going to church, the not going to church, the egg hunting, the not egg hunting, the like, ah, like, <laughs> do I, what basket do I have? Like, what is that? Like, there is something. Oh, it's going to be Easter. <laughs> I'll get her a little basket and an outfit and we'll take pictures. Oh, no. My parents are going to be here. The expectations. Yeah, it's just. And it's it's human nature to it have is. those expectations. And we should. Like, yes. we want to have things to look forward to. Gosh, darn it. We want something nice. 
We're supposed to have something nice around here. You are doing an amazing <laughs> job, and we are so with you in solidarity about this awakening that you have just had. Yeah. You call and rant as much as you want. Oh, yeah. About all of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is, this is where to go to seek these deeper truths. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. And, and everybody, I bet everybody was totally with you and understood. So the Easter Bunny's going to come again next year. You have at least eight more years. <laughs> you can save the basket for next year, oh, probably, yeah. depending Surprise. on what's in it. Yeah, next yeah. year, saved. Yeah. Done. One less thing to do next year. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Teresa, yeah, this was a very insightful show. We learned a few things, I think. I did. One, we learned that sometimes our first discussion on a topic is more about just venting about that topic <laughs> and is not in any way helpful mm -hmm. or insightful, except that if you're also dealing with uh, disrupted naps, you are not, in fact, alone. Correct. Uh, we will be getting maybe possibly somebody back on so that we could talk a little bit more about naps in a way that is actually constructively helpful. <laughs> uh, two, you know what snuck in to today's show as a lesson mm. was being in public mm -hmm. and being open. And I feel like two things sort of happened. Uh, one, uh, it's our fail call today, our mm -hmm. fail caller. Woman who dropped, dropped her baby, baby the at, at the coffee shop. Yeah. You made a really good point uh, after the call between segments. Uh, share it. Oh, sure. I was just saying that it was interesting to me because the what happened, like, her dropping her baby happened in public. And, like, in a lot of ways, that might have felt like it made what happened, like, a thousand times worse. But what actually happened was that was, like, a great blessing. Because yeah. if she hadn't have done that in public, she wouldn't have had the opportunity to have those parents kind of, like, rally around her and let her know that she was okay. And, I mean, just what a blessing that was, that she was in public when that happened. Yeah, no, I fully agree, because I think about, you know, most of the times when I've done something similar, like I talked about, I was by myself. Yeah. And there's no... There's, There's no, no one, one there, there to, to be tell like, you. Oh, it's okay. He's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that stuff can like really add up. And you can like, yeah. that self doubt can like lead to, you know, unhappy places, especially when you've got really young kids. Yeah. And you're already like working on 60 or 70%. Like that's totally. the best you've got. Yeah. And doubt really has a chance to seep in. So I, I kind of agree. I think that her doing that in public was really wound up being kind of the best situation. Yeah. But also, I think about being in public uh, is you sharing uh, your miscarriage with us at the beginning of the show and some stuff that Julia Aziz touched on in her book and, and our discussion is being willing to be public about this stuff allows us to get the support that we need and I think allows other people to get the support that they didn't think they deserved mm -hmm. to get or that they don't realize is available to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though it is uncomfortable to talk about these things, I think by doing so, we normalize it and it really is a gift. It is a it is a a gift to give uh, to 
not only I think the people in your lives who want to support you when you're going through something like this, uh, it also is a gift of not feeling so alone. And I think it it it, it helps us move a step forward to creating a culture where we are super supportive of each other. Before we get into some awesome reminders we have for everybody, I wanted to announce that there is a One Bad uh, Mother meetup uh, happening in Long Island on April 9th. And you can find out more details on the One Bad Mother Long Island Facebook page. So everybody, go check out that group and you can find it. That's April 9th. So before we wrap up, we have a few reminders. Woo! So you can share a personal message or a commercial message on our show. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron for more info. Also, you can continue to join the amazing community that is our private One Bad Mother Facebook group or any of the many subgroups that have sprung up. I will repost it on our public page because we are getting some posts on our public page that may be more geared towards our private page, guys. <laughs> one is very public. One is more private. So you will find it on our One Bad Mother Facebook page. I'll link everybody up. Um, you can also just search for One Bad Mother in Facebook mm-hmm. and just select the closed group and right. join, click the join button. You can, if you guys didn't already know this, we send out a weekly affirmation um, with a link to the new show every week. Every every time we post the show, we also send out a little email to our email list that just says you're doing a good job or some form of you're doing a good job. Just <laughs> as a reminder, um, a lot of people like receiving that. If you want to sign up for that, uh, that's really all it is. Uh, you can go to any any of our episode posts on MaximumFun.org, and there's a link to sign up for that email list. You can follow us on Twitter at OneBadMothers, with an S on the end, at Biz Ellis, and at Teresa Thorne. And if you have an idea for a guest or a show topic, we'd love to hear that. Just send us an email at OneBadMother at MaximumFun.org. And finally, if you're hosting a listener meetup or a One Bad Parent slash kid play date in your area and you want to get the word out to other One Bad Parents in your area, send us the details at OneBadMother at MaximumFun.org and we'll do our best to mention it on the show. And guys, if you haven't already reviewed us on iTunes, would you do that? That would be so cool. (laughs) Write us a review on iTunes. And if you haven't already shared us with your friends or you have a friend who you think might like the show, we would love it if you would share our show with your friends. Let's do this. Let's spread the word. More laughing, less judging. Everybody, you are doing an excellent job. Yeah, good job, you guys. You really are. This is really hard. And you're doing it. Teresa, yeah, you are doing a very good job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. 
One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.